Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Chris Carlin found his dream job, professional <laughs> dip taster. Absolutely career highlights. Shout out to the sales team at ESPN for putting that on. I, apparently, there were 10-plus dips, bunch of chips, and a whole crew from radio going over to Building 11 to taste all of those things, Chris Carlin included. But you've got Courtney Cronin and Michael Rothstein sitting in on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM at Channel 80, as always presented by Progressive Insurance. So major milestone moment for Chris Carlin and the crew today, Michael Rothstein. But an even bigger one that we sit on tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern time, the Los Angeles Lakers play host to the Oklahoma City Thunder, LeBron James. 36 points away from becoming the all-time scoring leader in the NBA. Certainly feels like a feat that he can accomplish tonight. I've been looking back at his past performances the last couple weeks on Saturday. Dropped 27 points against New Orleans Pelicans in a close loss for the Lakers. But he hit the 40 mark not too long ago against the Boston Celtics. 46 points against the Clippers. This one feels inevitable. They're not going to get all the way till Thursday in front of the Bucks. This one's happening tonight. Uh, I'm not sold on that. Okay. I think, I think it's going to take a minute. I do. I, 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 believe, I believe that LeBron would like to get it done tonight. But I don't necessarily believe it will get done tonight. I think this ends up getting stretched out a little bit just because of the reality of what the Lakers are this year and – that teams just focus on LeBron. And if LeBron hits his averages, let's just say he hits his averages, it's going to be Thursday night. Okay. And that's, that's if statistically speaking, you're right. ESPN Stats and Info has it projected to be out to Thursday night. But if I'm LeBron James, and you know this is somebody who at 38 years old can take over a game at any minute and doing it against an Oklahoma City Thunder team that, you know, they've had four or five losses in the last couple of weeks. They had that nice stretch from January 12th all the way through the 18th where they won four in a row. And Shea Gildress-Alexander has been playing incredible ball. But... If I'm LeBron James and I see this scoring title within reach, knowing everything that's weighing on my shoulders, no one's going to want me to go drop five points on Thursday night, wave my hand at the crowd. (laughs) Hey, it happened. I'm the all-time scoring leader in NBA history. I think he wants to get this done tonight, wrap it up in a bow, and then handle all of the questions, all of the pomp and circumstance that comes after this. Get it done tonight so you can move on and have the proverbial monkey off your back. Don't you Don't you think LeBron can do that if he really wants to tonight? This is not the top team in the Western Conference. This is still the Oklahoma City Thunder. I feel like this is fairly doable. Uh, doable, yes, Courtney, but there's also this. The Thunder, hey, they have a say in that too. As cliche as that is, but there's also part of this as well if LeBron focuses too much on getting that scoring record the Lakers are probably going to lose the game and they're in a situation right now where they can't afford to lose many games because of the tightness of the Western Conference so there might be points where he would typically you know what I want to go get this and just try and go score but he's going to maybe have to defer because they have to win the game that 
at the end of the day is more important because the scoring record is going to come when it comes. We all know it's going to come this week more than likely. So to me, it could come down to that toward the end of the game. If he needs to make a pass to win the game versus getting the record, he's going to want to win the game because of where they are in the standings right now. All right, LeBron James, 38,352 points. Currently going into tonight's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the all-time career scoring leader in the NBA, sits at 38,387. So that's 36 points away for LeBron James. I think he gets it done tonight. Mike says, slow your roll, Courtney. Might take (laughs) a little bit longer. The Oklahoma City Thunder, of course, will have something to do about that. But then again, it's not like, think back to Kobe's 81 game. Think back to Kobe's last game of his career was anybody trying to play defense on him as he was trying to you know put a big bow on the end of such a milestone career for himself and even the night he hit 81 there are few people standing in his way so I think the same respect will be given to LeBron James but granted it's not like he needs it made easy on him he's still dominating playing basketball at the age of 38 years old a reminder Lakers Thunder tonight you can hear that game you have a chance to listen to history 9 30 p.m. eastern time pregame coverage begins ESPN radio and the ESPN app so We've talked about this ad nauseum for the last couple of weeks as that number has shrunk now to 36 points before he can get this new title. LeBron James says he's never imagined being in this position. He's talked about what it means, a historian of the game, and he sat down with PTI's Michael Wilbon ahead of this monumental occasion. I never said I wanted to lead the league in scoring or for sure never said I wanted to be the all-time leader and scoring. I've never, that's never been like a dream of mine. And to sit here and actually be on the brink of it happening, this is pretty, it's pretty crazy. For me to be in the company with such a, a prominent, dominant force like Kareem was, it's an honor. You've probably imagined it a million times now lately anyway. What, what's the, what does it look like when you put it through the basket to break, to pass Kareem? I don't want to do it on a free throw. So hopefully I can get a nice layup or, or my signature dunk in transition, or a fadeaway, you know, I don't know, but a free throw feel like it's cheating the process. I agree with that, and I do. I was trying to think back on this over the weekend when that Pelicans-Lakers game came down to the wire, and I was like, what is LeBron James's signature move? He doesn't have the Dirk Nowitzki fadeaway jumper. He doesn't have, you know, the tomahawk in transition that has to be how it gets done. If there can be any sort of way the basketball gods are listening here to Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, I hope that they make that happen because I'm I'm with LeBron. In that moment, you don't want it to come at the free throw line. The anticlimactic nature of that. Like this is a moment we want to celebrate. And to me, Mike, when I'm listening to him talk, that sounds like somebody who who truly realizes what he's sitting on top of. The inevitability isn't lost on him. But my goodness, to become the all-time scoring leader 20 seasons into his career, the same amount of seasons that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played, and the fact that LeBron doesn't have any plans to hang it up anytime soon, I mean, that moment, just is, it's, it's not just going to wash over him, it's going to wash over everybody. Yeah, listen, it's going to be a big moment. It's going to be very similar. Courtney, you and I cover the NFL. I, I think of when Tom Brady... Pat, you know, became one of the all-time career passing leaders. When Drew Brees became one of the all-time career passing leaders, like those were moments that stood out to people. This is going to be very similar. I'm very curious whether it happens tonight, whether it happens Thursday, whether it happens over the weekend, probably less so over the weekend because it would be in Golden State. 
But tonight or Thursday, do you stop the game at that point? Do you have a mini ceremony? Yeah. Because I, re- I remember when Calvin Johnson broke the single season receiving record. Different deal, but it was a massive record for him to break. They stopped the game. As da- he ran over. He gave the ball to his dad on the sideline. And it was in the fourth quarter to a game. Uh, of a, what ended up being a relatively meaningless game for the Detroit Lions. But I, I would imagine at home they will find a way to acknowledge it pretty quickly. Maybe they call a timeout, what, whatever it is. There's gonna, it, I think it happens very soon after. Again, it might also depend on game situation and game sure. circumstance. But beyond it being like four seconds left in the game or something like that, you have to think they're going to do something immediately then because if say the Lakers he does it and the Lakers lose Courtney let's for argument's sake say that how can you have that ceremony after a game you can't exactly I mean, you'd have to just because of the magnitude of the moment but that would just take the airs out of the balloon at that point so I mean my thought when you're talking about that was what the Saints did with Drew Brees when he had the all-time passing yards record back a couple seasons ago I believe it was 2019 he stopped and I think they called a timeout he goes and grabs his sons his daughter was standing off to the side but he did grab his sons boys remember this moment blah 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 the whole thing and then he goes out and plays the game. I think that's the way you handle it. If you're the Los Angeles Lakers, give LeBron his flowers in the moment. Celebrate the greatness that is someone 38 years old on the verge of becoming the all-time scoring champ in the NBA. We are also on the verge of the NBA's trade deadline. Two days away, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski with this news regarding Kyrie at the post-Kyrie Irving world with the Brooklyn Nets. Quote, the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant are having ongoing conversations on the direction of the franchise, but the organization has thus far told inquiring teams that they are not planning to trade Kevin Durant before Thursday's deadline. Plenty more to monitor on this front as we get going here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive. These are once in a lifetime opportunities we got right in front of us in our hands. So, what are you going to do? Dies for the far front pylon. Touchdown! He's going to score! Jalen Hurts! If we control the things we can, we damn good. Chance attack for on the right sideline 10. Four of Pack your bags. We're going to the Super Bowl. We are and we cannot wait. away from Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona. Monday was media night. I saw a video of uh, a guy in a barrel walking around the <laughs> arena. I don't know what he was doing there. I hope he had clothes on underneath that because that's weird. Thousands of media members transcending upon Phoenix for this moment. And there's some news that came out of it. Courtney Kern and Michael Rothstein here with you on Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio. Jalen Hurts, the third-year quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, is eligible this offseason for a contract extension. He led the Eagles to the Super Bowl this year. He won 14 games as a starter. And as Jeffrey Lurie, Eagles owner, said to Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter, they found their guy in number one. I don't think he has anything to prove. He's an MVP caliber quarterback, and Jalen, he doesn't care about labels. You know, franchise quarterback, all that stuff. 
He wants to win in six days. When do you start dialogue with Nicole Lynn, his agent, about a long-term extension? Certainly not this week. <laughs> We're all focused on being, fair. being our best uh, ne- you know, for next Sunday. It sounds by, by your answer that it will happen at some point. Uh, you know, he's, he's just what we're looking for. So he's just what they're looking for. He wasn't going to give a timeline. Again, that was Jeffrey Lurie, Eagles owner with Sal Palantonio, on the subject of a contract extension with Jalen Hurts. But if you're reading through the lines here, Michael Rothstein, this seems like this is something that's going to happen ahead of free agency, you know, in the weeks after the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm reading that right, right? More than likely, unless Jalen Hurts wants to go – the Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray route and ask for all of the money. As long as he's willing to understand where he is kind of in the level of of NFL quarterbacks and what would be expected. And I would imagine you can get it done because you don't want this to drag on if you are either side. Generally, the rule of thumb, Courtney, and you know this, you've covered the league for a while too, is this. If both parties want a deal done, they're able to get it done and pretty much in a time frame that makes sense for everybody involved because you get that done. That can also help lure free agents for the Eagles that can open up potentially some cap space for the Eagles. And it, it offers a lot of flexibility for Howie Rosen and their staff and Nick Sirianni with what they want to do. So yeah, I do believe it will get done and it should get done. If you're Jalen Hurts, you absolutely want to capitalize on this moment, Courtney, because remember, before this season, the biggest questions were, can Jalen Hurts really do this? And he's shown he can, but if you're Jalen Hurts, you want to make sure, hey, I get my money just in case next year doesn't go well. Yeah, and he has a second-round pick, so four years on that initial rookie contract versus the five that someone like Joe Burrow, who was taken in that same draft in 2020, He's also eligible for a contract extension. But if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you're thinking, hey, this guy's not going to get any cheaper unless you expect him, which you don't, to fall off a cliff and you know regress to form, the jump he made from year two to year three, it's remarkable. And yeah. to know that you have your franchise quarterback, you want to lock them up before they really price themselves out. I mean, think about how the Kansas City Chiefs, after Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl during the 2019 season, think about how quickly those that those two parties, Mahomes and the Chiefs, went to the negotiating table. It happened during the summer of 2020. He signs that incredible deal, which, again, now, because of how much quarterbacks are getting paid, he'll eventually be back at the negotiating table. But this is a no-brainer. I know that Jeffrey Lurie is saying all of the right things, and of course, they're not talking contracts or the the intricacies of contracts during Super Bowl week, especially at the start of it with media night. But all signs point to him being their guy long-term and thinking about the moves that this team made over the last couple years. The trade they pulled off for A.J. Brown with the Tennessee Titans. They have all of the pieces around Jalen Hurts to continue to see the success out of him that they got this season. I think it's only a matter of time. I would be willing to say that before the end of March, we end up finding out that Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles have inked a multi-year massive contract extension. I think he gets it done before Burrow. Yes, without, without question before Burrow, because they don't necessarily have to extend Burrow because they have the fifth-year option there. Now, if on the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm absolutely extending Joe Burrow. That's a no-brainer. But when it comes to Jalen Hurts, too, you want to get it done before maybe the start of the new league year because as of right now, 
the Eagles have a little bit more than $7 million in cap space going into next season. Now, granted, Jalen Hurts' contract, not huge against the cap, a little under $5 million. But if you can work it and maneuver it to get it down to two, get it down to maybe 1.5, a lot in the signing bonus, you can make this work potentially to get even a little bit more cap space. And again, as we were talking about, this would be potentially alluring to some more free agents, guys that maybe want to come and play in Philadelphia, because it's pretty clear one thing. He fits Nick Sirianni's offense incredibly well, and it seems like he really wants to play in Philly, because don't forget, Miles Sanders is a free agent. Jason Kelsey's a free agent. You want to make sure that those guys get set too if you are Jalen Hurts because they're critical to your offense. Should be a very busy offseason for the Philadelphia Eagles. This, of course, being priority number one, lock up your quarterback for a long on a long-term extension as soon as it makes sense. But let's not forget, too, they have two first-round draft picks. The first one, which we know of, is at 10 because that's the pick they acquired from the New Orleans Saints. They also will have one either at 31 or, well, excuse me, 30 or 31. Let's not forget that Miami Dolphins messed up the draft order because their owner's a cheater. <laughs> but um, two first-round draft picks, a bunch, of, a bunch of other draft capital throughout the remainder of the draft, the cap planning that they've done, they're in prime position to continue to reload here. And I think that that's probably what scares other teams in the NFC, knowing how complete this team was last year, this season, and being able to remain that complete team going forward. Yeah, because almost all of their key players, other than, say, a Miles Sanders or a Boston Scott and then Kelsey, are back on offense. So your offense is set more or less, and if you want to add a couple guys, you can, for 2023. It's on defense, they've got some holes potentially to fill because they signed guys like Linval Joseph Lake late, like Indomitian Sue late, but those are one-year veteran guys. Fletcher Cox also free agent. Brandon Probably Graham, headed towards fr- retirement, if right. we're being honest. Yeah, Brandon Graham, a free agent. Robert Quinn, a free agent. Javon Hargrave, a free agent. They have work to do on the defensive. James Bradbury, a free agent. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, free agent. They have work to do on the defensive side of the ball. And if you can get Jalen Hurts done, you can, between the draft and whatever free agent money you have, sign some of those guys and also start filling in other places. Because that's the one thing that Howie Roseman does better than almost any other general manager. He finds those problems and he solves them and he solves them quickly with talented players. That doesn't happen around the league. You know that. No, I mean, these one-year deals he was able to ink this season alone, getting guys at the trade deadline, getting Indomitian Sue sitting out there in late free agency. The one-year deal, too, with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. One team's trash, proverbially, seems to be another team's treasure, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles as they get ready for Super Bowl 57, five days away from all of the action in Arizona. A Super Bowl loss, the one that the Kansas City Chiefs endured the last time around, is providing this quarterback with a lot of motivation. We'll get into that next here on Canty and Carlin after Mike tells you about FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today with promo code PLAY to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's promo code PLAY, P-L-A-Y. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. When the lights are the brightest and the cameras is on, you're going to show up every time. We fly around, we dominate, yeah. we dominate! Yeah, the nickname Showtime Mahomes uh, came from uh, my godfather and my dad when I was playing t-ball and make diving plays uh, around the field. So uh, that kind of was where it started at, and I've tried to just carry that tradition on. Mahomes magic! Patrick Mahomes is incredible today! Showtime! It's showtime because he shows up all the time. He's called Showtime Mahomes because he's always put on the show when it's time. Showtime Mahomes expecting to earn his second MVP award Thursday at NFL Honors. He's played in two Super Bowls, has a one-and-one record as it stands on the final game of the NFL season. You're listening to Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Michael Rothstein, Courtney Cronin with you on this Tuesday afternoon, filling in for the guys. Now, the second win of an of a NFL player's career in a Super Bowl, particularly a quarterback, that's when we start to talk about tiers of greatness, right? Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. There are plenty of other quarterbacks who have fallen into this elite category, Mike, who only have one. Patrick Mahomes has been to two Super Bowls. He's won one against the San Francisco 49ers, and then they got blown out of the building in Tampa Bay during the 2020 Super Bowl, 2019 season. The score was 31-9. to Patrick Mahomes had the turf toe injury. They had no offensive line. You remember the story. But if Patrick Mahomes wins number two, we already know he's the greatest, gener- greatest quarterback of this generation. What does that do for the overall legacy, considering how early it is in his career? It, it puts him in a different class, of course, than everybody else of his year, era, right? Because you're now talking about guys like Tom Brady, guys like Peyton Manning. Like, that's who he's chasing. 
because he's already passed the guys like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, et cetera. However, I, I want to just throw one bit of caution in here, right? It's still early in all of these guys' careers. It is entirely possible that we could see Joe Burrow win two or three of these as well. And that, I think, would put him in the same conversation as Patrick Mahomes, depending what Patrick Mahomes does. But right now, I don't think there's any argument. Courtney, like Patrick Mahomes is the best of this generation. It's not close because of what he's been able to do in the regular season and in the postseason. Just no one else has really been able to top that. What, where I think the question might get interesting, Courtney, is if Philadelphia wins on Sunday and Jalen Hurts has maybe put himself in position where now he enters that conversation along with some of these guys where he hasn't been in it before. Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles were in the Super Bowl during the 2017 season. They won it. Nick Foles has a Super Bowl title to his name, along with the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford. The last couple of years, those quarterbacks all in that same category. Mahomes trying to jump out of the one Super Bowl range and get himself to where no active quarterback is currently with two to his resume. So we remember the win over the San Francisco 49ers, the crazy fourth quarter. We remember the loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where it was truly no contest for the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes thinks more about that game against Tampa Bay than he does the win, serving as motivation going into his third Super Bowl since the 2019 season. The win is amazing. It's one of the best moments of your entire life. And you uh, you take away all the positives from that. But that loss, that stings. That motivates you for years. And uh, that's what it's done for me. Is It's motivated me to be back in this game again. Um, and I want to make sure that I can have that winning feeling, not that losing one. Because that, that losing feeling is one that you'll never forget. It's a hard stain to wipe away. I can understand and empathize where Mahomes is coming from just because when you are so young, when you win your first Super Bowl, I mean, he was two years into his NFL career during that 2019 season. You're riding high. You feel like maybe you have this sort of invincibility about you. And the Kansas City Chiefs then go back to back to the Super Bowl in 2020. But the way they lost that game to me and the magnitude of that, where it's Tom Brady on the other side, his first season in Tampa Bay. I don't feel like you forget that no matter how many years removed it's been, considering the landscape of the NFL has changed since the last time Patrick Mahomes was in the Super Bowl, Mike. He's now the guy. He's now where Tom Brady was, the head of the NFL, if we want to call it that. The, you know, the pinnacle of the sport. That baton has been passed, and now that responsibility rides on Patrick Mahomes going into Super Bowl 57 to win number two and be where no other current active quarterback is. Sure, but here's the reality. Every quarterback and almost every player in every sport will say something similar to what Patrick Mahomes just said. Uh, Courtney, you and I have talked to athletes ad nauseum over the past decade to two decades. Almost everyone says, yeah, you know, winning is great, but it's that loss that gets me. That's what motivates me. So everything that Patrick Mahomes just said there, not surprising at all, not surprising whatsoever, because he knows that that's going to bother him. And he knows if he loses on Sunday that now people are going to say, oh, you know, we, we know he won one big game. He's won. But when he gets to that, that Super Bowl, it's tricky for him. So he gets that, I think. And and to me, it's that that we're talking about that is part of this driver because you don't want to start to have to answer those questions. 
Because those questions end up being the ones that end up following guys like an Aaron Rodgers who doesn't get to a ton of Super Bowls and has had a Hall of Fame career. Like a Matt Ryan who had a borderline Hall of Fame career and only got to one Super Bowl and we all know what happened there. You want to avoid those types of questions. So for Patrick Mahomes, winning this would now eliminate that unless you go and kind of remember with Tom Brady. Tom Brady went 10 years between winning Super Bowls and people started asking him, hey, what's going to happen? Yet had some loss to the Giants there as well. That solves half of those Super Bowl question problems that Patrick Mahomes would have if he were to win on Sunday. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Michael Rothstein with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Media availability is underway currently out in Arizona. Patrick Mahomes not asked just yet about what he said during media night to follow up on it, but he did say that post-playing career, whenever that is, let's remember the guy's 27 years old, he said he's interested in becoming a general manager and potentially an NFL owner after his career is over. He said he loves evaluating incoming rookies. We'll have more from Media Day out on Tuesday afternoon in Glendale, Arizona, coming up later in the show. But next we go into the darkness, a place where Aaron Rodgers apparently is looking to spend some of his offseason. No, it's not a Raiders joke. We'll explain what it is coming up next here. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. For what my therapist told me once about a time, if you start giving ultimatums in a relationship, yeah. the relationship is probably yeah. already over. And if they do go ahead and trade them, it would be the AFC. If Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets, they could they win it all. They, they, they could win it all. Aaron Rodgers is headed to the darkness as in a darkness retreat. This relevation coming days after he won the amateur portion of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am with Ben Silverman. He got serenaded by Raiders fans and told, told everyone that he was not going to San Francisco. He also said he has not decided whether he's even going to play in 2023. So normal happenings around Aaron Rodgers currently navigating his future this offseason. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin and Mike Rothstein with you on this Tuesday afternoon presented by Progressive Insurance. So it's Tuesday. It's Rogers on McAfee Day, and there's a couple takeaways here. So with the newsy part, Rogers said that he has not even decided whether he's going to play in 2023, according to ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Packers, Rob Domofsky, quote, 
That's why I think it's going to be important to get through this week and take my isolation retreat and contemplate all things about his future. He called it a darkness retreat. He's going to spend four nights alone, which... Oh, it sounds lovely. That sounds incredible. (laughs) Can we go on this darkness retreat with him? I'm... I want to. I've already... So since we found out about this, Courtney, I have Googled Darkness Retreat. We were doing that pre-show, and I have investigated four or five Darkness Retreats because being in isolation and being in darkness sounds honestly incredible. Sorry, NFL Nation bosses over at ESPN, if you're listening right now up in building floor, floor four. We want to both go on a Darkness Retreat because we want some time away, too. I mean... I am intrigued by the idea. It sounds like it's a a wellness sort of thing and you have time in isolation and time to think. I just, I didn't know something like this existed. I thought a darkness retreat is where you're just in your apartment for four days alone, hibernating from the world and watching power like I do during the off season. I would say I do that too. That's yes. Okay. So here's what Aaron Rodgers, he was on the Pat McAfee show again because it's Tuesday. Here's what he had to say about his darkness retreat, explaining why he's deciding to go on one this off season. I think it's going to be important to get through this week and then to take my, uh, you know, my isolation retreat just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is is best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then uh, and then move forward. What's isolation retreat? We're just going into a cave? It's four nights of complete uh, darkness. It's a darkness retreat. I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences, and it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now. And I felt like it'd be awesome to do, regardless of where I was leaning after this season. So it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months, and it's coming up in a couple weeks. So Rogers expanded upon this on the McAfee show, and he said that it's basically sensory deprivation isolation, which sounds kind of scary, Mike, when you think about Uh, it. I think it's all right. But he also said it stimulates DMT. I I don't know what that is. Is that the ayahuasca thing? No, no, no. Okay, so it's interesting that you mentioned DMT. So there's a book called Recursion. It's a science fiction book. It's written by Blake Crouch, and it actually goes into the whole thing of DMT, which it's basically one of the stimulants into your memory and gives you sharper memory Okay, is my understanding on it. And the more DMT you release, that's kind of what gets you dreaming and and with memory and helps with some clarity. So, hey, I'm all about it. I I will say this about Aaron Rodgers. The fact that he is willing to try experimental things, try different ways of becoming enlightened and different ways of reaching his inner self. I commend that because far too many people, not even just athletes, far too many people are not willing to explore those types of avenues, whether they're happy, unhappy excited, not excited, content with their life or not content with their life. They're not willing to try different things. So good for Aaron Rodgers for trying to figure out ways to get to a place that he feels he needs for true clarity. I respect the heck out of that. I do too. I think that, you know, so often my analogy I always use is that with a lot of quarterbacks, you cut their head open and there's a giant football sitting there where their brain is. And he's not that. (laughs) He doesn't fall into that football guy box. I'm only here to talk about X's and O's. I'm not here to show any personality or any side of who I truly am. And sometimes it does become the punchline for a joke where we're talking about ayahuasca and hallucinations and, you know, herbal enemas and all these other things that he has tried. As long as they're legal, 
by the standpoint of PE performance enhancing drugs and not on that banned list in the NFL of substances you can and cannot use. I'm all for it. And frankly, this is somebody who is sitting on a very big decision. He's got about 58 million reasons to want to go back to Green Bay this offseason because of the guarantees in his contract. But the Packers, according to reporting from Adam Schefter, Mike, have made it clear that trading him might give them more flexibility for what they want to do in the future. So if you're Rodgers and you're thinking about my time in Green Bay might be over. Do I want to go finish out my career at 40 years old somewhere else where the grass might not always be greener and evaluating all of his options? We know that the Raiders, they've popped up over the last couple of days. Maybe it's just because there were a lot of fans out in the Lake Tahoe area, excuse me, the, uh, the, the Pebble Beach area. But it's, you know, it, it's remarkable how, how self-aware he is in a way. I know people want to make fun of this, but he's somebody who really believes in mindfulness to be able to make a decision. And, you know, frankly, the best decisions come from when you have time to think about things. They'll certainly be able to do that in the darkness for four days. Yeah, just to be clear, by the way, DMT is a substitute tryptamine that occurs in many plants and animals. It's used as a derivative and a structural analog of tryptamine. It's a psychedelic drug and prepared by various cultures for ritual purposes. So... Part of psychedelic experiences. So it fits in line with what Aaron Rodgers has really been trying to do more on a global level over the last, what, two to three years. Yep. Really curious. See, I want to go on a darkness retreat now. Maybe I'll just leave the show and go do that. Okay. Bye. Super Bowl champion is going to weigh in on Super Bowl 57. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein, headed into the darkness here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.